1: And for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. If you're going to tell them everything, <laughs> tell them I'm a good kisser. <laughs> tell them all the things you told me in your passionate whispers. Tell them I'm a good kisser. Do, 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 do. today <laughs> like- is today's going to be, or oh, sorry, is the next one going to be about a sort of bitter breakup where all the protagonist wants is to be told that what the spurned ex-lover said was that she was a good kisser?
0: I am enjoying... The... Tell him I'm
1: a good kisser! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm enjoying this new development in which you've had sex. And that's the main thing. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: it's an exciting time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it added had a heap, so it's like a defining part of your character. So it's like, peachy, battle rapper, yes. lawyer, yes. had sex, precious. Yes. Restless. My favorite was probably the sex, <laughs> <laughs> if I had to choose. All right, okay, okay, mm. okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, I, I often think that one of the reasons why I became so fascinated, you know, with horror films in, like, you know, my early 20s, and it's sort of, you know, probably continued ever <laughs> What's since. What's up, rashes? And it's probably continued ever since, mm. is because when I was a kid, and, you know, we're essentially the same age, although you're just a little bit younger... Mm. We grew up in the era of video and then DVD stores mm. where the films were split into categories. And especially when you're a kid, The Forbidden Isle was the oh. horror aisle where everything was like M or R, but mostly yeah. R. And they all had these amazing covers that would, the covers themselves would give you nothing. The
1: border was always black. Yes. And if it was bright green, it was like alien-y related of some egg with something coming out. If it was bright orange, it was sort of something spooko coming out. Yeah. And if there was weird sort of, um, um, oh gosh, my vocabulary is gone. Reshes, you don't always help. This time you've taken my, my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. But sort of faded photos superimposed onto and to each other. You're like, oh, that is going to be spooko.
0: Yeah. And for me I, mm. I you know the the, the ultimate thing mm. would be if you snuck into that aisle while it was sort of empty so you could actually properly have a look at these yes. films when you found one that you thought wow that actually looks really spooky and then you turned it around uh, and you could read, read a little bit bag, more about yes. it and see some actual footage from the film and you might see you might see some blood you might see uh, a monster yes that would be enough to scare me as a kid and I think because of that because of that you know there was that forbidden nature of it growing up it became something that I really really wanted to see but you know what I think one of the things about that is though Mm. until I actually started watching these films they seemed almost unreal to me you know, because you're used to, like, the films you see... I'm with you. ...were so far away from that. I almost thought, oh, well, they can't... They that, can't be
1: that scary. Yeah, or,
0: like, they can't... You you can't see someone die. Or, you know, like, it just... It felt like something that wouldn't exist.
1: Uh, I don't like where we're going, but yes, I understand. Because so that's basically how I feel now. <laughs> so,
0: so, so, I remember mm. being in high school and... Me too. Mm. Yeah, and you know, yeah, fuck high school. But <laughs> I remember this one guy, and you know, I'm not gonna say his name. But he was telling me about a film that he had seen on the weekend, and I remember thinking that film doesn't exist. No way a film could be like Why aren't that. Why are
1: we saying his name? Like we can.
0: Nah, let's oh. just. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. We'll, <laughs> he would sponsor the, sponsor the show.
0: His name is not Reshes.
1: Okay. All right. right Go on with you.
0: So I remember him telling me about this film and mm. I s- distinctly remember thinking... It's not a real fi- like, And even though it wasn't like I was thinking he was lying. It's not that. It was just like my brain just didn't comprehend. I was like, it doesn't exist. It's not yep. a real film. That doesn't exist. Yep. And it was only till a couple of years ago I looked it up because I remember this thought. I remember having this feeling and thinking, oh, I wonder if that film exists. And I looked it up and it totally did. Ugh. Turns out it's a total cult film and it is pretty fucked up, but also kind of strangely funny because it's from the early 90s when humor uh, came into horror movies in a big way. So today, what? we're doing a film about an evil doctor, and we talked about doctors before, so you know, there you go. Uh, how, how, what good timing! It's a film called Dr. Giggles. What? even doing here <laughs> that's this is really weird I feel like you didn't like that trailer very much
1: I really didn't because there's something about <laughs> doctors and being put under anaesthetic where you have to go yep trust cool Yeah, you're literally putting me out where you can do literally anything you I can have cut-
0: never thought about that oh my gosh that is a scary thought
1: exactly so there we are I can do absolutely nothing you could cut my eyeball out of my whatever Whoa. you could remove my nose you could pull out all my teeth. You, could, you re- could just take my heart out, and that's just game over. You could
0: remove my nose. Oh my gosh.
1: Just absolutely, literally anything you could do. It just even if the we've even just thought crossed your mind, you're like, hmm, I might just fucking cut off Shag's nose. Uh, wouldn't that be funny? The fact that going under a general anesthetic is such a day to day thing remains bizarre the fact that we forget it's fucking scary and you're essentially surrendering literally your life to the hands of the anaesthetist who I'm sure is very very good we act for some anaesthetists they're awesome right up there with second tier lenders they're my favourites And the surgeon, Shag, I think you're the sibling of a surgeon.
0: Not a surgeon, a doctor. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right,
1: forget it then. Brendan, don't worry. One day you'll be a real um, doctor. That's fine. Um,
0: (laughs) Will Brendan get pissed off with me? I I mean, let's find out. What's
1: up, Brendan? (laughs) What's up, Clive Barker?
0: You have a history of Uh, saying not the best things around my family. (laughs) 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 No, like I mean, I do too Like, your 21st speech Let's yeah, that go, was yeah. Um,
1: that was sixteen years <laughs> ago now, and my mum thinks you're the greatest person that's ever been born. But
0: there was a time. There was a time.
1: No, mum was like, James, why did you let Thomas say such
0: a? And <laughs> she blamed you.
1: for <laughs> <Yeah>. it's <laughs> it like I'm aware that Thomas is the greatest person of all time. <laughs> um, it's scary.
0: And also going back to those quotes where it's like the only limits you have are the ones you put on yourself are the, the,
1: the, oh, the motivational quotes but, so but, but
0: if we go back to them yep. you rely on people all the time in your life like yep. you, you you can't fellow you can't drivers
1: everything. man driving you forget that it's the scariest thing ever that's you a really good real point first.
0: if everyone like everyone obeys the rules if one person doesn't everyone mm. could be fucked mm. gosh the world is a scary place and it doesn't need evil doctors whose catchphrase is just a maniacal giggle but that is where we are with dr giggles
1: I'm this is a real spook out because despite the weirdness there's a whisper of real world spooks in
0: here so how do you feel as well mm. as you know as as a newbie horror fan mm. about the trope of uh, i say mm,
1: to allow you to continue the question but as, yes, as
0: the bad guys whose whole thing is that they laugh like and it's a scary laugh
1: yeah really don't like it i'd prefer to be like i'm the meanest hell demon from the kill dimension of pain yep gotcha. like, yep 100%, cool let's i hate that but the ones who are like, "Oh, don't worry about it.
0: Okay. All right. So, in the town of Moor High in 1957...
1: Good name. Don't know why we need to go f- that far back in history, but...
0: The patients of Dr. Evan Rendell kept disappearing. After some investigation, the citizens of Moor High found that he and his son, Evan Jr., nicknamed Dr. Giggles for his hideous laugh were ripping out patients' hearts in an attempt to bring back the doctor's dead wife.
1: Uh, 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 Okay. Why didn't anyway, yep.
0: The townspeople stoned Doctor Rendell to death, but Evan Jr. disappeared. Cool. (laughs) So thirty five years later, Doctor Giggles escapes from a mental asylum. Again, like this the whole
1: Exactly, strong agree. Mm -hmm. Strong agree. Shaming mental health, people suffering from mental illness.
0: Killing everyone in his path. In More High, 19-year-old Jennifer Campbell, her boyfriend Max Anderson and their friends are planning their summer break. Jennifer, upset that her father is dating again shortly after her mother's death, is further angered when she is diagnosed with a heart condition and is forced to wear a heart monitor to determine if she needs surgery.
1: Uh, I'm not looking forward to this. Yeah, okay.
0: Meanwhile, Dr. Giggles breaks into his father's abandoned office and starts going through the doctor's old files, gathering a list of names. He begins to stalk and kill several of the town's relatives residents, including Jennifer's friends. RIP, craps. Jennifer comes home from a party and decides that she's had enough of her heart monitor and dumps it in a fish tank. Jennifer's father finds her heart monitor and goes to look for her, leaving his girlfriend Tamara behind to also be killed by Doctor Giggles.
1: Oh, uh, uh, is all, okay.
0: So uh. Doctor Giggles. So we've 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 had a lot of kill scenes. Yeah, before. he's Christ. just going around killing people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why are we calling
1: him anyway? Yes, let's he's, do it.
0: He's called Doctor Giggles because he laughs. He goes, hey. Yeah.
1: Does this one suck? This one, I've got a real strong vibe of suck.
0: It's. It's jokey, it's low budget, but it is absolutely a cult film. Like, people still remember it and watch it to this day.
1: If anyone's listening to this who likes Dr. Gill, you suck. And um, get off the
0: podcast. Jennifer returns to the party and sees Max kissing another girl. Mm -hmm. Distraught, she runs into a house of mirrors. (laughs) (laughs) That's...
1: (laughs) <laughs> that's that's a real escalation. Hang on. So we're at a party house. Yeah. And she promptly runs into a house of mirrors. I went to Melbourne's Lunar Park the other week, as yeah. you know. Yeah. There was a house of mirrors in there. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see about this house of mirrors. <laughs> Melbourne's Lunar Park. And I was deceived twice in a space that I conservatively estimate was about three meters
0: by four meters. So, you know, it's tough times. So Dr. Giggle sees Jennifer run into the House of Mirrors and notices that she has the same heart condition as his mother and goes after her.
1: From a distance. Wow, that's impressive. Long distance
0: diagnosis <laughs> Which 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 makes it feel like the whole film's a shame Because he's clearly a very gifted doctor <laughs> <laughs> And he chooses to murder people for their hearts To bring his dead mum back to life Rather than, you know, like go on to become an acclaimed surgeon Who now, like, I, saves lives
1: I'm not a doctor No, you're not <laughs> Thank you for that confirmation <laughs> um, If someone died a few decades ago Yeah from a condition, yeah. And if you met someone in the present day <laughs> who was suffering the same condition, would you, as a hypothetical doctor, <laughs> form a view that uh, <laughs> someone in the present day could cure the now three-decade-dead uh, person in your life?
0: Well, it. it to be fair, mm. it's one of those things where they start with a premise and they just run with it. And they're is like, this "We just need to get to the Batman: end of
1: it. The Animated Adventures episode of Mister Freeze, how they turn him into a sympathetic character who's trying to heal his wife of like, he's frozen always, sickness. I mean,
0: this is an aside, but he's always been kind of a sympathetic character.
1: Oh, I thought he was just a nonsense idiot in the no. '60s, '70s comics. It was like, "I've got a freeze gun, bang, bang, bang."
0: No, he's always been because he's always like, he does have the. The partner who is like who is sick and he's fr- like he keeps her frozen till he finds a cure and blah blah blah.
1: So it's not like that though.
0: Which, which is which is you know like if we go back to that film, Batman and Robin is the opposite of someone like Poison Ivy who just wants to use plants to yeah, take to, over the world. Plants
1: to dot 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 question mark <laughs> sounds awesome. Shag, can we do um. The Dark Knight Rises or something on the podcast soon is that a horror movie? It's not a horror movie.
0: We can, t- I mean, just... we can talk about it. we do talk about anything, but if we if we lose the premise, do you think
1: <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt was denied his right to be Robin? Yeah, by I've... the subsequent DC universe? or
0: Darkwing or whatever. No, yeah, Nightwing. Whatever. Sorry, yes. Nightwing. Sorry,
1: we're talking about the same thing yeah. as you say that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's a shame. I really do think that's a shame, and. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway,
1: that's... Shag, do you think... That's
0: going to make me sad thinking about it.
1: The first two-thirds of The Dark Knight that I generally watch ahead of the final third that I generally fall asleep during, are the (laughs) superior two-thirds or should I try to stay awake during the final third as well?
0: I actually really think when you watch those films, again and again, you get a lot more clarity and they make a lot more sense than they were led... Like, the the people talk about them. And I also realise how much of a meme i'm becoming when you know when you see those people where it's like whoa watch out for dudes who are favorite movies are christopher nolan and the dark Knight films it's like but i genuinely love them <laughs> and it's like i can't deny it. it's like no they're great films and i love them and so be it if mm. i'm a very stereotypical dude Jake, anyway, this is weird
1: doctor who's
0: just behind you right now we we are off track but it's relevant so, Dr. Giggle sees Jennifer, diagnoses from a distance her heart condition, <laughs> and follows and kills the other girl Max was kissing. But Jennifer sees him coming and manages to escape. Officers Magruder and Reitz find her and take her to the police station.
1: Yeah.
0: But Like, for safety. Cool, okay. Through a flashback, Officer Magruder explains to Reitz that he knows how Evan Jr. escaped the night that Dr. Rendell was killed. He was on guard duty at the morgue where the bodies of Dr. Rendell and his dead wife were. Now, again, I don't think the career progression of a police officer is morgue guard, Yes. 20 years later, police officer. Strong agree to that. Anyway, so he was on guard duty at the morgue Mm -hmm. where the bodies of Dr. Rendell and the dead wife were. After midnight, upon hearing giggling coming from the morgue, he went to investigate. He noticed the dead wife's body moving and then witnessed Evan Jr. cutting his way out of her with a scalpel.
1: His way out of her?
0: He realized that Evan Jr. escaped by his father cutting open the back of his mother's corpse and sewing it shut with him in it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Will. Yeah. I like, should I? And it's is that thing
0: we were saying before, where it's like, yes, you can wear the skin of someone else, but you're not an exact. You're not. It's not like you can pass for that person.
1: Yeah. To be like, hey, don't worry. It's fucking <laughs> Hitler. Sorry about everything, guys. And just to confirm, uh, I'm guilty of war crimes.
0: Upon being spotted by Officer Magruder, a blood-covered Evan Jr. hisses at him and threatens him with the Why has he got blood? Scalpels. Like,
1: corpses stop bleeding after a time. Anyway, sorry. Yeah.
0: Officer Magruder passed out from the shock of the trauma, only to wake up and find Evan Jr.'s mother's corpse sewn shut, and all traces of the event at the morgue wiped clean, except for the fact that clearly the corpse would have been sewn shut and would have evidence of someone being inside her. Like, is this the worst one we've done? It's
1: anyway, I'm also still having fun, though. That
0: experience has left Officer Magruder an alcoholic and an insomniac. Sorry, fuck. Like, like I thought he was a member of the police force who was achieving stuff. So Dr. Giggles makes his way to Jennifer's house and attacks her father. Officer Magruder goes to investigate Jennifer's house and finds her father there lying in a pool of blood. Dr. Giggles mortally wounds Magruder who, recognising him as Evan Jr., angrily shoots him in the side before dying. Rates arrives soon after, finding his partner dead and Jennifer's father wounded, but alive. Meanwhile, Dr. Giggles returns to his hideout, performing surgery on himself to remove the bullet. Yeah. Also returns to his hideout. It's like what what hideout? Where anyway, you're right.
1: Super sterile hideout, but yeah, that's fine.
0: <laughs> he then kidnaps Jennifer and tells her that he plans to replace her broken heart with one of those he took from the bodies of her friends. Rates and Max arrive to save her. Rates puts up enough... Save her.
1: To- Wasn't she a bit... Anyway, sorry, continue.
0: Rates puts up enough of a fight with Dr. Giggles that Max and Jennifer manage to escape. Dr. Giggles manages to kill Rates, but is unable to escape before his father's house explodes, apparently killing him.
1: Shag, sorry, did you say killing him?
0: <laughs>
1: there was this other weird word in there.
0: Jennifer is taken to the hospital where she is told that the traumatic events of the evening have damaged one of her heart valves and she's going to need surgery to replace it.
1: But sorry, the, uh, Dr. Giggles is apparently dead so it's fine. Yep. Well,
0: while she's being prepped, Dr. Giggles reappears, having survived the explosion and is cutting a bloody path through the hospital staff to get to Jennifer. He chases her to a janitor's closet where she spills a bottle of cleaning fluid onto the floor and hits him with a pair of defibrillator paddles, electrocuting him. She finally kills him by stabbing him through the chest with two of his own instruments, which Dr. Giggles has hilariously... Horrible looking, impl- stabby scalpels, stabby looking, scary medical instruments. He has, yes, that's that's his thing, that's how he kills people. She finally kills him by stabbing him through the chest with two of these instruments. This is the best part. This is the best part. This, oh my god, oh my god, okay, all right. This is the only reason why I wanted to do this. So,
1: okay, okay, do you want me to <laughs> speculate on what's about to happen? Yes,
0: yes. You will never guess
1: this. Okay, okay. Does she remove his heart and install it in herself to save herself?
0: Which would be a sick ending. No. (laughs) No,
1: I've got nothing. All right, okay, all right, all right, all
0: right. This is, like, you are legitimately going to love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Giggles then breaks the fourth wall, staring at the camera and asking, is there a doctor in the house before dying? (laughs) Ha ha! oh shit like what the fuck
1: that's my this is maybe my favorite moment in the horror movie history is there like is he still like is there a doctor
0: in the house uh, look I can't like to be honest like I can't remember but even the fact hey, that he's like
1: um how um how does the fucking doctor from Dr. Giggles sound when he says is there a doctor in the house at the end <laughs>
0: But okay, so he does that. He dies at, at the very end, recovering in the hospital. Jennifer is visited by Max and her also recovering father. Didn't need that end. Great ending we already had. Yep. Um, that was Doctor Giggles.
1: All right. Uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe, and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Rhes. What's up?